This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. From London, this is the Standard Podcast, and I'm Mark Blunden. The total raised by the Evening Standard's winter survival appeal in partnership with Comic Relief has swelled to £2.4 million thanks to a final surge in public donations to £200,000 plus one and a quarter million pounds has already been given out in grants to charities helping the most vulnerable people struggling with the cost of living crisis in London and across the country. With one million children in extreme poverty and at severe risk of being inadequately fed, clothed or kept warm this winter. The funds raised have been hailed by struggling charities and parents as a lifesaver, providing food and essentials to families in crisis. You can hear much more about some of the 20 outstanding charities and social enterprises being funded in this episode, many of them helping women and families. The campaign's success follows huge support from the public, who have dug deep to help out, plus our high-value donors, after the fund was kicked off with a half a million pounds donation from our campaign partner, Comic Relief. It has been an incredible effort by Evening Standard colleagues involving the whole newspaper, print, online, ES magazine, our film, podcast and social media teams. In all, it marks the biggest disbursement to charities raised by a British news group this year in response to the cost of living crisis. To hear more about the huge support for our winter survival appeal and what it means for beneficiaries in the year ahead, we're joined for this special episode of the Standard Podcast by our campaign. Payne's editor, David Cohen, who will share the excellent news with us. Yes, I'm absolutely thrilled to announce that we have raised in just four and a half weeks since we launched it in late November, the grand total of 2.4 million, of which we have already distributed 1.25 million to 20 really outstanding charities that are really game changers for those who are on the edge and are struggling to survive. And now some people might say, you know, winter survival appeal, that's a bit of an extreme name. But actually, the statistics show that over 4,000 people died last winter in the UK because they were unable to heat their homes. Uh, That's about 45 people a day. And if we can have made some impact on that, and also those sort of families that maybe would have had to go to loan sharks for a loan just to tide them over, you know, over this time. And now through the support that they're getting from these brilliant charities, they're able to manage just that little bit better and have that bit of support, both financial, social, psychological, counseling. It's a real range of charities. They've supported people from young pregnant mothers 
who are very vulnerable, perhaps because they've been trafficked here or they're because they've fled an abusive relationship, to kinship carers who are these grandparents, real unsung heroes who find themselves in their 50s and 60s looking after their grandchildren because for some reason or other their children are unable to. And they do so almost always without any additional financial support. And and having to, you know, often pick up the pieces of of trauma that has gone on. And they are helped by a charity called Kinship Carers, who just link them up with other people in the same boat and help them with some respite, taking them to the West End Theatre and things like that. And that's another brilliant charity that uh, we've been thrilled to support. Most of them get about £50,000 from us, but it does vary. Can you give us a recap of the focus of this year's campaign? This year's Winter Survival Appeal was to tackle the now quite entrenched and long-lasting cost of living crisis, we were seeing some very disturbing statistics. Food bank queues have doubled in the last year and extreme poverty, as measured in a Roundtree, Joseph Roundtree Foundation report, has doubled in the last five years. And we wanted to help those families that are at the sharp end of this, that are really struggling not just to put food on the table, not just to heat their homes through this, the coldest months of the year, but also just with basic essentials like being able to afford products for their babies, such as nappies and formula, and being able to afford products for health and cleanliness, etc., which many families we've heard from the charities have started to go without. What are the stories that have resonated with you personally? It's not just me. It's been a real team effort. I mean, we've made over five films. We've done, including yourself, about five podcasts. A huge amount uh, gone out on social. We've had a cover on the magazine. We've had about five newspaper covers. It's involved print, online, the film department, the video department, the podcast department. It's been brilliant. And I've had three other writers assisting me. Now, I can speak for the groups that I went out and saw, which was about... 10 or 11 of the charities that we are funding. And one of, one of them stands out. Gosh, these are parents who have children with special needs. So mostly autistic children, plus they're in poverty. Now, that is a difficult combination. And this charity called Markfield, which is based in Markfield Park in Haringey, run by an incredibly powerful and upbeat and vivacious and infectious woman called Sylvia is an extraordinary charity and offers incredible support to these families. It offers them a place to bring their children, to learn how to engage with them in a much more productive way, because sometimes autistic children can be very challenging. It offers food because they are supplied by the Felix Project, which provides the biggest supply of surplus food in London and another charity that we're funding and supporting. So Markfield provides mental, physical succor to these families that are really battling, many of them working part-time or having had to because of the situation of their children, basically have become carers as well as parents. So that's one charity that stands out. Another charity is uh, one called St. Matthew's Fellowship, where basically these are young families who are struggling to bring up their children for whatever reason. They could be different reasons. And they go and stay at their residential unit. And basically, this is the last chance saloon. If things don't work out, they will, their children will be taken into care. And through what they learn, including 
parenting skills at their residential unit, which they, they're there for, I think, eight to 12 weeks. About 80% of those families end up keeping their children. And it's pretty rigorous. But again, what an amazing charity and a legacy to be bringing. And like the kinship carers, because without those kinship carers, those children would either be split up. So you've got siblings getting split up. They'd be taken into care rather than being kept with people who know and love them. So I think this group of charities we've supported is probably the best quality group of charities that we have supported in the last 13 years of doing the Dispossessed Fund. And a big uh, gratitude to that must go to Comic Relief, who have basically helped us select these charities and also the London Community Foundation. The eight of them have come from them, and they are also brilliant charities but really high-quality charities, and it's made me feel doubly motivated to raise the funds, for which, thanks to some very big donors, as well as the public, and also to the celebrities and the big names who've got behind us. Tell us about the public support, which was so crucial. It's very moving because it's a tough time, and the public have dug deep out of their own income and savings. They have donated £200,000 to this appeal. That is about 100,000 more than I was expecting. And it's really testament to the extraordinary generosity of Londoners. And these donations have ranged from 30 quid, 20 quid to 20,000 pounds. I got an email today from Grant Gordon, who is involved with an entirely different foundation, just to say he had been following our whole campaign, how inspired he was, and that his foundation had given £20,000 yesterday. And that has helped propel us to £2.4 With The big donors, I mean, massive thanks. Firstly, we started with 500000 from Comic Relief. Then Sainsbury's put in 500000 With That money was going towards charities tackling food insecurity that we are funding. Then we had 250000 from the Dispossessed Fund. We had 180000 from Jingle Jam, the gaming charity gaming company. We had Julia and Hans Rousing giving us a very generous 500000 We had Burberry giving us 200000 And TK Maxx and HomeSense giving us 50000 And then, as I said, on top of that, this fantastic public donation of 200000 which brings us to this grand total of £2.4 And the celebrities who've helped out? I mean, fantastic. West Ham United, two of their players, Jared Bowen and Mikel Antonio, their star strikers, came down to the Felix Project to help make some of the thousands of hot meals and packaged lunches that go out to help children and families in distress. So that began with them. Then we had Judy Dench and Kate Winslet and the likes of Benedict Cumberbatch and Brian Cox. The Big Zoo, we had Babatunda Alende, the Gogglebox star. We had Emma Thin, the Marchioness of Bath, come along also to one of the food projects we are funding. Rita Ora, she came down to a women's refuge supported by Buttle UK. What can you tell us about the technical side of charity infrastructure, particularly those involved with food distribution? Fair Share and the Felix Project are by far and away two of the best-run charities you will ever come across on this planet. The amount of surplus food that they manage to bring in and then get out 
two families, two charities, basically, that supply people who are really struggling. This is high volume. We're talking about health and safety because it's food. They have refrigerated vans so they can deal with stuff that needs to be refrigerated as well as ambient. It is a real eye-opener to see the operations and the logistics that underpin them and the huge numbers and the big difference that they are making. Finally, David, how has the cost of living crisis uniquely impacted so many Londoners? 13 years ago, when I launched the Dispossessed Fund, I was able to report that around about 44% of families in London lived in poverty. Now, 13 years later, that number is still stubbornly high. It's come down slightly to 42%, but significantly higher in London than the 31% rate in the rest of the UK. This is the child poverty rate, I should say. The child poverty rate in London is 42%, 31% in the rest of the UK. Clearly, the cost of living in London is higher. And um, also, you know, London is the home to a, a lot of immigrants and it's a magnet for families and people to start and build their lives. So, yes, there's a job to be done in London and the child poverty rate almost a third in the UK, over 40% in London, is something that is going to require a lot more efforts of government, of philanthropy, of charities, and more innovative campaigning from us as well. You can read lots more about the Winter Survival Appeal at standard.co.uk. We're back on Wednesday at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.